Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Two Sisters Triumph Tuesday podcast. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva, and I just want to start out, of course, you see we have an amazing guest on, and I, of course, am going to do a formal introduction in a moment, but um, we are sending out our love and um, just heartfelt sympathies to my sister and her husband, John, Carol Sue and John. John just lost his mom. Um, Mrs. Reem, aka Dorothy, Gigi, um, 94 years young, just an amazing woman. So, you know, that is why, of course, Carol Sue is not here today. But let's get right into Triumph Tuesday. So I have so many questions. And a lot of times when I have all these questions just buzzing around in my head, I don't know where to start, but let's start, of course, with the introduction, Janice. <laughs> uh, two Sisters really wants to welcome uh, Louise Hopkin to the uh, Two Sisters family. Welcome to today's broadcast. Hi, Janice. Thank you for having me here. I'm super excited to talk about my favorite subject. So, um, and thoughts go out to Carol Sue and her mother-in-law as well. That's, uh, yeah, but I appreciate being here. I'm really excited to chat to everybody about organizing one of our favorite things. Wow. And, you know, I have to tell you, I just want to start out, you know, I consider myself to be a very organized person. But of course, I have those moments where, you know, paperwork or whatever it may, may be, <coughs> excuse me, I get a little bit behind. And I did catch up with all my scanning this past weekend because I don't like keeping papers around. I have an electronic filing system, which also has a backup system. So whenever I scan something, then of course it goes in the shredding pile. But my first question really is about organizing our thoughts or our mindset on organization. Because Louise, I really think that there is such an emotional attachment to the things that are around us. Oh, 100%. It's, and you know, we talk about a minimalist lifestyle and, and that's great, but, and an organized lifestyle, but how do we get there? And it's exactly what you said. So that's something I'm very passionate about is talking about the mindset. So it's a first step, I think that is often missed because you know, a lot of us are like, well, why does the clutter keep coming back? And it consistently, for some of us, it does. And you, you know, Janice, even you saying that like you couldn't find or you you needed to do your paperwork. We're only human. I'm still the same. I was running around trying to find something this morning, and I was like, ah. Oh. But you know, so it's it's just having that understanding and changing that mindset of what sort of what do we need, and that's where I go into my acronym. So we talked about. Uh, my top six reasons of why we collect clutter. And I find once we really, I'll go into that in a minute, but once we get a really good understanding of it, it's like a the foundation, right? So it's this base. And then we know where we're going. We understand our goals and our desires of why we want to have an organized life. I mean, usually we do, but now it's like really having that as our goal. So the top six reasons I talk about is retail therapy, uh, emotions, I had to spell there for a minute, emotions, assign time, sentimental, overwhelm, and no can't say it. So this is where it comes into this mindset, right? So if we look at retail therapy, you know, sometimes we go and buy things because maybe we've had a bad day, you know, things haven't gone well at work, or we're not quite happy with our relationships or something's gone wrong with the kids. You know, one of those days where things just seem to pile up and pile up. 
And we use retail therapy as to fill a void, right? Or to make us happy. So with that, it just becomes that emotion as well. So it's just really, I will buy this item because it will make me happy. There's that instant thrill, right? You know, the endorphins go running. And then what happens is a few hours later, you're like, oh, I really didn't need to buy that. Or, you know, I shouldn't have spent that money. I don't have a spot for it. So that's where that comes into it. And then emotions is just um, where I feel guilty for getting rid of something. This is the conversations we have in our head, right? And I, you know, maybe I could use this someday. So with those, it's really interesting because we get so emotional with it and we just go around and around in a circle, right? And it's easier to just put things down. Um, do you want me to carry on and go through the yes, whole absolutely. acronyms? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we got assigned time. So like you said, life gets in the way, things build up, right? But when we don't assign the time to actually go through our clutter, that's when it keeps continually building up and then it just becomes too much for us. So even though, you know, put it in your calendar and I used to say, put it in, schedule it in your calendar, like a doctor's appointment or a dentist appointment, but they're not fun. So we want to think of something fun, right? (laughs) So think of, you know, schedule it in and make it a priority because a lot of us are like, I know I need to do it, you know, mentally they know they need to do it, but physically they don't want to do it. So then with um, sentimental, what we do is when we have those items that it's being passed down from family to family, it could be those China plates or something, right? You know, a lot of us have those and they are just stored away in the basement and you don't want to be that one to break the cycle. You don't want to be the one to say to the family, I don't want it, does anybody else? But they've kind of offloaded it. You're the keeper, right? Of everything you feel like you need to be. And then, yeah, (laughs) you could probably, like a lot of us have that stuff, right? And it's just um, having that conversation with the family, chatting to them and really just saying open communication. Look, you know what? This is sitting in a box. It's been in my basement, even though it's in my basement. And this is what I talk about too, is the energy of our clutter as well. It can hold this negative energy over us. You know, perhaps it's stopping us from changing careers or relationships or anyway, that's a whole different, I could go off on that, but that's, you know, the energy, even though it's in boxes, it still is really affecting us. Uh, Then the next one is overwhelm. So the overwhelm, what I hear from a lot of women is, Louise, I don't know where to start. You know, what happens is when I see when I'm working with women is they go, okay, let's pinpoint a place. Let's say we start in the kitchen, but then their mind goes to the pantry. Then it goes to the paperwork. Then it goes, you know, like it's just everything. And then what you probably find yourself doing is going off and doing bits and pieces at a time because you find it really hard to focus on just one area or it's so overwhelming because you've let the clutter collect up and you just go, I, I can't deal with it. I don't know the brain. I call it the brain fuzzies, right? It's just that your brain just keeps going around and around. And then we have no can't say it. So with this one, it's when people are, um, you know, you get those well-meaning relatives, friends, neighbors who have just decluttered their home and they come along and give you their stuff and they think they're helping you, right? And you're like, I don't really have room for this and I don't need it but you take it anyway because you feel really bad or you feel guilty, right? 
or the other one I say with this one is when, you know, when you go to conferences and they give out all that free stuff and you're like, oh yeah, I'll take it because it's free. Right. And it just ends up in the junk drawer. <laughs> so, you know, True. right. So it's just bringing this awareness. And usually what happens is people can say, but I probably fall into three or four of those categories, but we have one or two that are really strong for us. Once we focus on one or two of those, I never say do more than that at a time because it's, you know, it's too much for us to change. Take a look at that. So say if it's retail therapy, is there something I'm not happy with in my life and dive a little deeper into that? Um, say if it's sentimental, you know, you're holding on to your kids stuff um, or their artwork, like you have a mountain of it. And how we really work through this is through guidelines. So with guidelines, so this is just with um, kids crafts, say, for example, have guidelines and say, okay, I'm only going to keep the big projects. I'm only going to keep um, things that um, are big assignments. You know what I mean? So it's not like the small arts and crafts that they do. Right. So that was kind of the long answer. <laughs> well, no, I appreciate that because you, you brought up so many great things and it all, of course, ties back to uh, mindset. Um, and there are so many different emotions. Um, you know, for instance, if you walk into, I don't know, your bedroom and <laughs> you haven't made your bed and there's laundry all over the place, you know, what is the first thing you want to do? You want to hightail it out of there. Yes. And you know, it has to be addressed. Um, now, obviously I haven't made my bed yet this morning. I normally make it first thing in the morning <laughs> and knowing and talking about this, I'm thinking about, I haven't made my bed yet. Like, okay, I'll, I'll get to, it's not a big deal, but for some, it really could, um, derail their day. I mean, it really could put them in, um, a different type of mindset where, you know, maybe they're just like, well, screw it. I've got all this other stuff going on. I can't deal with that right now. Exactly. And, and even the simple act of making your bed, it's really, and if it's setting up that energy flow, right? It's like, okay, I've done that. And it's making it feel that kind of completion, even though it's just making a bed. And, and I actually haven't made my bed this morning either. So, <laughs> and, <Okay. laughs> Because that's what I always like to say. I'm I'm not a naturally organized person too. You know, things happen, but it's how we deal with it. And that's why the mindset's really, really important to give you that good base and to give you grace to allow for things like that. Oh, I haven't made my bed or I haven't um, put that paperwork away, but to actually give yourself that grace and say, that's okay, but to be mindful of it and know that you will get to it. It's when we don't, that's when it causes the anxiety and the tightening of the chest and the weight of everything. And it just escalates from there. So yeah, even simple acts are really, really important. Right. And, you know, of course I, my mind just went to, and I happened to be flipping through the channels and came across, uh, I don't know if it was on HDTV, but um, that, that uh, TV show called Hoarders. Yeah. <laughs> And I watched it for, I don't know, five or 10 minutes. And I really felt quite anxious watching this, like, oh my God, how, how can this happen? You know, what a very sad and obviously a traumatic thing for not only the person who's hoarding and, and their, their house is 
atrocious, but their family who is trying to assist them. Have you ever dealt with any clients that are kind of in that hoarding? Um, I don't want to say mentality. I don't think that that's the right word, but yeah, they're, they're just, they're hoarders. They can't give anything up. Well, yeah, for sure I have. And the interesting thing is when I went to an actual conference that was specifically for helping hoarders, when they gave us the scale of when you're kind of classified as a hoarder, I suppose, it was actually really mind-blowing to me. I was kind of like, it's a lot lower than you think. Um, So it's a really interesting guide. And it was just, they showed you pictures of the different levels of stuff in your room and it was like kind of in the middle. It's like you start to sort of, I know it's a, people don't like the word, right? But it's, they they become a hoarder. And so dealing with that, there is usually 99% of the time something else behind that, right? There's, you know, they're having some uh, mental struggles. There's something's happened in their family. They can be very, very good for most of their life. And then all of a sudden something, a trauma happens in their life and their stuff becomes very important to them, becomes their life. Right. And what I've kind of heard some, um, what's interesting is that you would never guess sometimes some people are hoarders and what happens is they go to work. They're super, super organized, very well dressed, everything. And then because that's a different personality they're putting out there then when they come home everything they they kind of go and they become them and so this is where all this emotion and trauma comes in and this is where they struggle because it's their home no one can see them yeah it's it's a whole it's a really really interesting and you know at another story I had of a client she had three kind of homes into one and what happened is when her children were younger there was a few traumas she kept all the collections because she wanted to buy the kids stuff to make them happy they were growing up moved out she still had everything then her mom passed away in New York and her mom her sister shipped all the stuff to her and so what happens is now she right she had these this household from the children her mom's and then the stuff she had now so it's just just to sort of show share that story and she really just could not give anything up. And so we worked together for a very, very long time and it's a slow process. And even for those of us who are not hoarders, it's a, it's a slow process, but we look at these things on social media and we're like, okay, I'm going to get this done. This is going to work. This is it this time, right? These strategies. And Mm -hmm. it's like, ah, these tips and tricks are great because I always kind of go, I don't share tips and tricks so much. It's more strategies and then I call it the the PP, you know, we get sidetracked by that, the Pinterest perfect. We look at that and then we go, why can't I do that? What's wrong with me? We feel very guilty or we feel um, like, you know, there's something wrong with us. And it's really, it's, that's why I don't like people going onto the social media and you scroll through, right? Because it's just, there is things that we haven't addressed. And once we address them, it releases this. So yeah, it's a whole different, you know, 
we say the word hoarder, but it's just really doing collections and holding on to things. It's yeah, sorry, it's it's like a whole different ball game. <laughs> but I, I yeah. would imagine that in and obviously uh very involved, as you said, um dealing with those the mental struggles that that people are having with you know, it could be something like, oh, I can't get rid of this, this calendar, because this was the year that, you know, whatever that may be, but there, I think from, now, obviously, I'm not the expert at this, but I think from an emotional standpoint, that has meaning for that person that should not be ignored. But it's yes. how to work through that process with them is where, of course, you come in. A hundred percent. Yeah. And and that's where it's really hard for family members or friends because they don't get it. And they just go, it's just a piece of paper. It's like, why can't you get rid of it? But to them, it has, like you said, that attachment, it has a memory. And what we call, there is a, something called churning. So when you pick up that clutter, you know how we, we sort of talk about it goes from one side of the house to the other, because you don't know what to do with it. Each time you pick it up, you kind of get more of attachment to it and that emotion comes to it and it all comes to the forefront. And so then when we don't deal with that, that's when we just put it aside and then we don't um, we don't go through the emotion process. And so we have to be very gentle. And this is why a lot of people have me work with their family members because they can't anymore. They don't get it. They're very like, well, just do it. Just get rid of it. It's fine. And then that person is being very, you know, they're anxious inside and they're really upset. And then it escalates because they feel unheard and they feel really hurt emotionally that people are just calling their, what we would call their stuff, they would call it junk, right? And so to them, it's very upsetting. And when you actually take the time and listen to them and work through it, and it is slow when you have a hoarder because they have a lot of stuff, but it's like layers. I call it layers. You need to start, and this can be for anybody too. start with the easy things. So when you're decluttering, always start with the easy things. And sometimes I, I explain to people, I know it seems like double handling, but you're not getting through it because you're assessing every piece and then you get these blocks, right? You know, like, I don't know what to do with it. I don't want to deal with those emotions. So go through and every time someone says, I've already been through it, I can't do it again, or I don't see anything else. They go back again and you say the numbers game, let's just get rid of four more things. And it becomes easier and easier because you're working through. And you know, the biggest thing is you're realizing that it's not so bad if I let go, right? Like what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Yes, I have spent money on it. Yes, um, what if I need it someday? But what do you weigh up? You know, your freedom from stuff compared to those um, emotions. And also using those guidelines that I talked about are really, really big. They help with that decision-making because we make about approximately 35,000 decisions a day, right? So when you add clutter on top of that and deciding what to do with things that are emotionally overwhelming, we're just like, I can't deal with this, right? So right. Yeah. Yeah. And after three hours, like when, or when I've done a call with people, they're just like, Oh, I feel motivated, but you know, it's, I just need to take a step back and soak it all in and then, you know, dive in and get rid of that clutter. So yeah, it's, it's a very interesting world. <laughs> wow. You know, I want to backtrack just a tad. And of sure. course 
Welcome to all of our amazing listeners currently on the Wisdom Audio app. Thank you so much for being here today. I see some familiar names, so thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I caught something that you said, which I think is very relevant and probably something that we ask ourselves enough, and that was, what if? Yeah. Yep. What if? So that's, and that's how I actually never really realized that's how I lived a lot of my life. And people say to me, because I've traveled a lot, I've done a lot of stuff, and they're like, how do you have the courage to do that? And then I, I realized working with clutter too, it's like, what if? What's the biggest thing? What's the worst thing? What's the best thing that could happen by releasing this clutter? So what if releasing this clutter, um, you realize that you're, you're allowing space into your life. So you're allowing this flow to come in. And what we talk about is intentional decluttering. So what if you did this intentional decluttering? So say you're perhaps looking for a new career. Uh, perhaps you're looking for a new relationship. So what you could do is declutter just that your bedside table if you're looking for a new relationship, right? And clear that space out. So it's looking at the possibilities and making it positive rather than going, well, I feel bad because I spent money on this. Yes, you did, but you're creating this awareness around it now. So we're learning from it. And then we're not going to say, let it happen again, or, you know, we're going to be very mindful of it. So we need to just really let go of that. And there's things we struggle with, but it's a really good question. It's what if, what, and what's the worst case that's going to happen? Maybe I might have to buy it again in a year's time, but that's a year of having less stuff and you may never need it again. And you've created this space. So it's, it's a really big question, like those two words with huge, huge results of it, right? So yeah, I love saying that. What if? <laughs> what if? And I and I think too, perhaps for the person on the receiving and meeting um, your client, whether whether it be a specific hoarder or somebody who just you know needs to learn how to declutter, um, it's really a reflection of their emotions and of course their mindset. Other than mindset and emotions, and there obviously has to be, I would think, so many other things. What would you say are is something that often comes up a lot for your clients? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is where do I start? It's always, I hear it so, so often. It's like, where do I start? Um, so when I have, and, and I say, what's your struggle with clutter? And they're like, I just don't know where to start. And that is really, like I was sort of saying before, is what happens is that we're so busy. We don't have the four or five hours to deal with our clutter all at once, right? And so when we get started, we find, we look at our watch and we go, oh, I got to go now, or the kids come home or something happens. And then we just shove it back into the closet or whatever, right? So it's like, well, I've just start, started and then shoved it all back in. And now I'm like, I don't know what to do from here. So what I really help with is pinpointing that place to start and really creating that plan. That's the biggest, biggest thing. And I call it the, um, well, I love my little acronyms. So I've got the three Ps, right? And so it's like procrastination, productivity, and perfectionism. So they are the other ones that really hold us back from starting 
because with perfectionism, we're like, but I don't have the perfect plan, right? Uh, if I can't, you know, it's, it's, it's just needs to be a hundred percent perfect. Otherwise, what's the point, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's productivity. So with the productivity, we find that people are like, well, I, I, I say, let's do 15 to 20 minutes a day. If we're, if we're really focusing on getting an area done and people are like, but I won't get enough done. I need to do it all. But we're using all these fears, right? These excuses that's coming up. So if I can't get it all done, I'm not going to start. And then we have procrastination is because they're so overwhelmed. They don't know what to do with their stuff. And it's just blocking us from starting. And what I help with is taking all of that away and just saying, you know what? And how you do it is break it down. So say if you have your kitchen, for example, that you want to declutter. If you hear that, right, or your kitchen, you're like, "Eh, that's kind of scary because I have, you know, I got a lot of stuff to do in that kitchen. So what we do is we break it down and we say, I'm just doing this one drawer right now. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be gone through and really making those decisions. This is what I'm keeping. And then just work your way through the kitchen. And what I'm talking about is not actually organizing at the same time. You are just getting rid of the stuff that you don't need and keeping the things that you really want. And what happens is we allow for space so we can intuitively get organized. Because we've created that space. And now when you go back to your kitchen, you'll be able to organize things and tweak it and make it better and things, right? So it's, yeah, I, I really love that kind of way of doing it. Because I had a client who said to me, uh, we were working to declutter and she texts me and she goes, Louisa was standing in my kitchen and I was able to reorganize it. And it just made sense to me now. And I'm like, that's because we created that space in your mind and in your kitchen. So yeah, it's, it's super exciting. I love seeing those results. Uh- <laughs> I'm snickering at my. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I am snickering for those who on wisdom, um, who obviously can't see me. So you're talking kitchens, okay? And I have three kitchens in my home. Wow, downstairs uh, and yeah, we live. There's only two of us in this home, and there's three separate um, and very distinct living areas within this one house. So the funny thing about the kitchens <laughs> is we often play, um, what kitchen is that in? <laughs> For instance, if we're entertaining, mostly we're in the kitchen upstairs, which I refer to as the winter kitchen. And of course, if we're entertaining, it's the summertime, it's the summer kitchen. And then of course, the loft kitchen. And I refuse to buy anything new for any of the kitchens. Perfect. I love that. Chances are it's in another kitchen. (laughs) It's somewhere, right? It is there. So that's why I was snickering. I I did see that and I was like, I know this is resonating with you. There's something behind that. (laughs) Which usually it is, right? When we go through the stories, people can really relay it, right? Because it happens to all of us or a lot of us. And sometimes we feel really alone with it. And like I said, when we do the Pinterest looking, we're not alone. We're not, there's nothing wrong with us having clutter. Cause that's another really big thing As I like to say is that let's change the way we think of our clutter because clutter 
is when we hear clutter, we just kind of automatically go, and you know, it's like, oh, it's a bad word, but it's not because clutter is where we've been, right? It's some of our passions, it's our hobbies, it's, it's just how we control it. So if we want to look at it in that different light, right, it makes it feel a little bit happier and a little bit more joyful. And then it doesn't feel so scary, I I hope. (laughs) So just changing that wording of it, right, I think it makes it really a big, big difference to our mindset as well. But yeah. Mm, That is so true. Um, Louise, um, do you have time for maybe one of our um, listening guests on Wisdom to come up and perhaps ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Totally. <laughs> so wisdom, um, I do think I saw somebody pop up there before, um, but we would like to invite one person up if you are willing to come up. If, maybe if you have a couple quick questions and, or join in on the conversation, of course, we would love to hear from you. And we'll just give it a few moments there. Um, Louise, when I want to go back to the starting point because I think that's really worth kind of repeating. Um, where do I start, right? And it could be something as simple as you're saying, just collectively, perhaps um, 15 to 20 minutes a day. Yeah. That sounds pretty doable for pretty much anyone, right? It, yeah, totally. And And the thing is, I get some pushback from people because they're like, but 20 minutes is not going to get enough done. And there's that productivity thing again, right? But we're using that as a fear. And 20 minutes, what happens automatically is you're like, I can do that, right? So then you actually start. And this is what we're trying to do, right? Is to get you to start. If If you go for an hour, that's great. But just doing that 20 minutes, you're more likely to do it. Even if you do 20 minutes, two to three times a week, it is better than not doing anything at all, right? So I think it's just, yeah, it's interesting how when I say that to people, they're like, oh, that's not going to work for me. Or some people are like, yep, I'm all over that. (laughs) Well, you know, and I would just like to share because I shared at the beginning, um, you know, with catching up with my scanning, I I noticed, for instance, like if I, and I have to write everything on my calendar, okay, I'm going to work on this particular project from 10 to 12, whatever it may be. Um, that works for me. It may not work for other people, but what I have found, and I would love to share this, of course, is I need to have background noise. So whether it, excuse me, whether it's music, um, whether it's, you know, I'm listening to one of my favorite podcasts and, you know, of course, two sisters stories that inspire us or truly your VA with Janice. Those are all my podcasts. Of course, I co-host, um, this podcast with my sister, But, you know, whatever it may be to kind of put yourself in that calming, um, calming mode, I call it. Yes. And I think that really helps me a lot to stay focused. Yeah. And and I think another thing um, uh, is what I help with is organizing to our strength. So you touched on a really important one there, I think, with the audio, because I actually look at people's... um, their auditory and their, um, if they're sensory, uh, uh, visual, sorry, <laughs> and kinesthetic. So we look at those. So we help organize to our strengths, which is another whole different, really exciting way to look at it. Because then, like you said, the music helps you really focus, right? And it's just using those strengths to keep us going and motivated. It's, it's such a good strategy. And I really love sharing that. So yeah, it's super fun. Wow. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it really does. It, it helps me to stay focused and organized. Um, and, you know, obviously with hosting and managing three podcasts, and of course, yeah. my, you know, my sister and I, of course, have our business together, and then we each have our own business separately. You know, I do consider myself highly organized, but yes. of course, I'm only human and I, you know, fall behind on some things and that's okay. Um, you know, <laughs> just as long as I set aside some time when I can. And, you know, I think it goes a long way to say that, you know, if we just start somewhere, if we can just kind of pinpoint one little area and look at it as a way to create that stepping stone to be more organized, I mean, that must be such a great feeling for your clients as well. Yes, definitely. And that's when I see people just taking that first step and they actually get into it. Yes, it's going to be a little a little bit of figuring out, right? It's like, where do I put things? Where do I take things? What do I do? But once we go through that, then it's like the, the end goal is amazing, right? And it's just so good for people to, uh, you know, uh, it affects our physical uh, health as well. Um, so the effects of clutter is like our, our mental health, our well-being, our finances. Um, so it's just such a big effect. But sometimes what happens is we're in this, we just can't see a way out, right? We just, we're just so busy with life and we're just going through things. And even when I work with people, they're like, Louise, I don't think I even have time for you. And I'm like, oh yes, you do. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? But <laughs> so, yeah, it's just that that struggle we have with like, I don't have time to do it. Let's take away. And what I do is take away all those blocks, right? So then it, you can see your way through it. So yeah. Blocks. Yes. They, they can be blocks. I yep. definitely sure. Louise, how can our viewers and listeners get in contact with you? Yeah, sure. So I'm on Instagram, the space reclaimers, um, also on Facebook as well as the space reclaimers. Um, uh, and then I do have my website. Sorry, I have to think about that. Um, the space reclaimers.ca. So Canadian. Um, yeah, that's probably the best ways to get hold of me. Wonderful. And of course, I will make sure that all your information is in the show notes. This has been such an amazing podcast with such great information. Um, I hope you will definitely consider coming back to the Two Sisters podcast. I would love to. And I, I so appreciate you having me here. Thank you so much. It's been fun. I love sharing. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And of course, I want to thank our uh, amazing listeners on the Wisdom Audio app. You know, remember, if you have any questions or concerns, or perhaps you have a family member who really needs whom you feel really needs to work with a declutter coach, um, please don't hesitate to get in contact with Louise. I'm sure she would love to share with you some of her strategies and she would love the opportunity to work with you. My name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. I am always here in my heart with two sisters. Thank you again, Louise. And remember, we shall see you again real soon. I know we will be on Thursday evening. Not sure about tomorrow as of yet, but you know, it's Triumph Tuesday. What are you triumphing over? Maybe you have a, that little corner in your living room or bedroom that you need to work on. Set aside some time, put the music on and jam away. Thank you. 
all, everyone, and we shall see you again real soon. Bye for now.